This is Lifting Weights and Hangover Shakes. Even lift, bro. You've now shocked the muscle. Welcome to the Lifting Weights and Hangover Shakes podcast with me, Tim College. And me, Adam Nightingale. How are we doing? Good, mate. You? Yeah. Ignore the 15-minute chat we just had. <laughs> Pretend that we've just walked in the door. I'm going to do no, that next course, time. Yeah. Is just uh, record from the second you walk in the door. Um, I think that's both of us in trouble there, really, if you do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of conversation that doesn't need to be aired. <laughs> Two weeks into January, how's uh, New Year's resolutions going? It's good, mate. Food, um, food tracking? Yeah. Um, it's been a mixed bag for calories in what they send me, but the protein is between 220 and 250 a day, so... That's fine. Calories are between 1,700 and 2,000. Sticking to it between Sunday and Thursday, I am treating to myself to a large or extra large pizza once a week. Um, Fair enough. But the, the, still the meals down. aren't like... You're getting a lot of food in your day though, aren't you? Three, three meals, basically. And it's not... It's not huge amounts of volume, but again, one thing I learned is when I cook for Shall myself. Should we just say what we what you're doing before we carry on? Because I don't think we oh, mentioned yeah, it. Choice, yeah. you're, so you're doing a calorie controlled um, food prep diet yeah yes, so if you're in Abu Dhabi there's a few different ones uh, I'll mention the ones I've done before I've done fuel up and I've done purer before both decent pretty much of a muchness to be honest yeah I don't think any of them come as I don't think any of them really stand out I don't know about this one it's no. through your gym Medra Energy right yeah it is it was a lot cheaper as well which is yes. why I went for it which um, is why it stand out, if any reason. Yeah, and the food again is as good. It's um, it's decent grub. Yeah, it's a mix of veggies, carbs, protein, whatever else. Um, but it's going well. As I said it's good just to eat smaller portions. For me personally, do you add anything to that? So three meals a day. Do you add anything else in? I'll have a protein shake after the gym, but that's it. So another two hundred. 250 calories a day okay. like and obviously it's taken food pr- you doing any food preparation out of uh, out of the equation yeah it's massive um, I suppose we could talk about quickly whether I think it's a whether we think it's a solution for people wanting to lose weight if in a uh, if in a I don't know if someone's been let's say someone's come out of uni gone into career this is the kind of people I see so come out of uni go into career go into family and then they're 10 years down the line and they go, I've not, I used to play a decent level of sport at uni, I was in shape, I've not been in shape for the last 10 years. Yeah. And they go, is this for me? I'd say it's an option and it's a tool for us to advise as coaches if, if, um, if people are interested in doing that kind of thing. I think it's something that clients can do if, if clients are career driven and want to just literally, it, it's almost a little fraction of going and doing a, a retreat because yeah. part of doing a retreat is what you get is your food put right there in front of you no thought no thinking having to be done so it's almost like a bit of that in your day to day life yeah I think it depends on the clients as well one thing I've learned with people that a lot of what my clients say to me is they use me because I keep them accountable yeah so generally I think if you can afford it financially firstly and secondly if it's going to be a case of they are giving you everything you need to eat and therefore if you're not losing weight thereafter it is down to you because because you're adding stuff yeah, to you're, it yeah you must be adding food to it like yeah, no if you're in a de- yeah exactly if you're in a deficit and you're if you've planned that that meal cycle and for a month you're going to be on 
two two a day or one yeah, eight yeah. a day or wherever, and you're not losing weight, it's because you're you, you know, all you have to have in the fridge is those. Yeah. You know, and if you, <laughs> the, 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 there is really no there is really no excuses. And I, I when I did it, I did uh, the only troubles I had was um, having to come back when I was hungry because the food was in the fridge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I've got to go home, the food's in the fridge. Or if I sometimes train and then work in a coffee shop, and in between, I sh- if I didn't have that meal with me, it'd be like, all right, I've got to go home yeah, yeah, and yeah. do it. But I think it's a tool. I don't, the only, the other place I think it might fall down for clients uh, that like are in that situation of saying, I've been 10 years without having done much, like I said, um, is that they wouldn't necessarily learn anything through having it. So, it takes it out of yeah. uh, you know it, all right. It might give them ideas of portions, and it might give them it might like help reset for lack of a better word. But what they see as a full day of eating because mm. they know that it's been put together by their trainer or a nutritionist. Yeah, and then all of you know it's there in front of them, and they're like, well, this I've been told this is all my food for the day. So I have my breakfast, I have my snack, I have my lunch, and I have my dinner. Yeah. And that's a f- day of food, but I'd usually have ate four times more than this. Yeah. As I say, I think that's quite a good learning curve for people. Do so what actually... To physically see how much food they should be eating should compared be eating. to what they are eating. That's a good learning curve, yeah. What was that program that was on in the UK when they used to do that? Like, it was like real overweight people and they used to take them into the room and they were like, this is what you've eaten a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, similar to that, isn't I it? I know the one, yeah. When you visually see the difference of, oh shit, I was actually eating a lot. And yeah. I've got to say, even I, I've seen that again from doing these meals like yeah. the volume I need is way less than than you think yeah. and if you want it to if you want to pack volume out without calories is that it's veg yeah all day <laughs> do you know so you can have voluminous foods you can have plenty of food as it's long just as it's just not avocados and yeah exactly around, yeah. yeah so if you pack if, if something looks skimpy on the plate um, uh, what do they call blanch a load of uh, um, spinach and see how see how that fills yeah. a meal out you'll feel full all right, it might not be the tastiest of food, but another thing that it resets is your taste buds and realize that you know you don't need super salt sweet, uh, super salty McDonald's or right. sul- super sweet Ben and Jerry's. If you have a good meal, it would. Br- it, uh, what I found is that when I've done a, you know really sort of clean, healthy eating for a period of time, my taste buds come in from never wanting extreme salt or extreme sweet. Yeah, is that. Um, an apple or a banana does it for me sweet-wise, yeah. and potatoes do it for me savoury-wise, you know what I mean? But we said it before as well, so many people just don't take anything to flavour town. It's like, just put some pepper on it. Like, yeah, there's yeah. loads of, like, dry seasoning. You oh, get, you mean like, boring fitness trainers that say, look, this is a great meal here, look at this. And yeah, it's just, like, spinach and baby carrots, you know, for fuck's sake. Yeah, just, no. like, have a bit of sauce on it. Like, it's not yeah. going to break the back, I think I heard Martin McDonald say, like, salt, you know, it wouldn't be on his top... 20 lists yeah. of things to, to worry about when it comes to someone's nutrition so if you're in a if you're in the middle ground nutrition wise definitely don't worry about putting a bit of salt on something um, you know if, if it means you eat healthy food with some salt on it yeah. go for it all day long as opposed to some unhealthy food with fucking whatever you know there is really nothing wrong with um, you know your all your in your cupboard you've got your tomato ketchup mustard um Brown sauce, all these yeah, things—they're yeah. not that damaging within reason um, of a meal. If it go, if they're going on to healthy food, yeah. And again, if you're having a big greasy fry up and you're like, 
I won't have, I won't have any sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't, have, have, I can't have this and HP sauce. <laughs> I can't have this and tomato ketchup. Yeah. Macadies and a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was our little... Uh, oh, I suppose we could go into me a bit as well. That's you doing your uh, food how's prep your, stuff. Hey, Tim, how's your <laughs> January resolutions going? Um, started this week with a, a programmed um, cycle of training through a coach that I know from Dubai. Um, and what's been really good is similar accountability in that it's been put there on, on a plate right in front of me, not literally a plate like you, but in my case, it's come right there in a message in front of me, and this is your today's program. You're going to do this weight, are you going to do this weight for four sets of five, or this today was four sets of eight plus um, whatever, and it's right there in front of me. So I don't wander into a gym like a headless chicken, like I have been doing for the last couple of weeks. Yes. Um, getting back into it in inverted commas now I am getting back into it because I'm and, I, and it makes me enjoy the gym more um, it's geared towards strength so I know that um, I'm going in and lifting heavy so I know that I haven't really got to I, I, it's not like I've, I've got anything that I dread coming up yeah. you know there's no, there's no like um, 2000 meter row or 5k run in there cardio <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I will be putting some conditioning in, um, it's pretty much a heavy, a heavy half an hour, followed by fifteen minutes of uh, volume on the set on the set muscle group that's been set for me for that day. Yeah. And yesterday there was a core on top of that, and today there was a fifteen minute block of car- cardio on top of that. But it was just me, and I think that's going to do the same for my training that your food prep coming to you is doing for yeah, yeah, your, yeah. for your nutrition. Um, yeah, so stay tuned and uh, I'll keep you posted. To be fair as well, I've got a, a lad I went to university with who is strength and conditioning coach at Bath Rugby Club. And he sends you stuff. But sent me a programme as well. So yeah, again, exactly. it's good to say that as two trainers, we also see the value in having a trainer. Having a trainer. Yeah, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot more than just the, um, the mechanics of a programme in front of you. Of course, part of being a trainer is being able to set these programmes, but having it set by someone else for you is yeah. very different to setting it yourself. Certainly yourself, you tend to lean favour towards the stuff that you like doing. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and, and obviously avoid the stuff you don't like doing, but a good well pro, a, a good programme is well balanced. And um, I think it's fair to say that we wouldn't necessarily do that if it was just us. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. And it's good to learn as well. You know, it's good to see what other people are doing. Good to see what other people are yeah, doing. Definitely. Keep padding that out for a second because I've got to get the charger. Questions, questions from clients, questions from Instagram, questions from Facebook. Um, I'll, I'll read your question out for you. It was from, um, we had two, one from a girl that came to Body Project in Ramadan, the Kiwi, that moved to Ireland. Fran. Fran. Yeah, Fran. Yeah, yeah. We didn't forget you, Fran. We just Holistic both, happiness, clicked, or a post both today. clicked at the same time. Clicked at the same time, should I say. Um, and she asked... What is the best way to eat more protein while keeping calories down? Very good question. And I've posted it to Adam. I sent him that. I said, look, you look after this one. I've got some others. In terms to keep calories down. Um, I've had this question last week, actually. Um, if you take the bigger approach and we look at an individual's needed calorie intake in a day. So... If you're looking to lose weight, obviously, as we always say, you need to be in a calorie deficit. So you need to work out your maintenance calories, which can be found on Tim College 
<laughs> at Lost in Fitness Facebook page. Um, once you've worked out what you need for your calories to lose weight, maintain or gain weight, you need to calculate your macros. So protein, carbs, fats. Yeah. That's actually not on there. I, I don't think. The first pit, the first video that's up is very much about calculating your calories because as okay. I always point out, calories are king. And there is a video up there on splitting your macros up. Or we could, uh, we could do that. We, could, we could do it, yeah. no problem. Yeah, yeah. So once you've got your calories, you need to work out how much protein you need a day, how much carbohydrate you need a day, how much fat you need. So protein is the king and should be the priority because as we know, protein will help with maintaining, preserving uh, muscle tissue, right? Especially when you're in a calorie deficit, it's what keeps your shape, right? Four grams of protein to a calorie, isn't it? No, sorry. You know, you're right. right. Four, yeah. cal- four calories to a gram. To a gram protein, um, yeah. So. But th- exactly, so if you've split your calories up, if you've worked out that you're on a, two, for number's sake, 2,000 calorie a day diet, um, I'd always go with at the minimum, which is actually another client's question, the minimum I'd go is 1.6 times your body weight. So yeah. 1.6 grams of protein for every... Is uh, that kilograms or pounds? Kilograms. Kilograms. Yeah, so 1.6 grams for every kilogram of body weight would give you uh, 1.6. I'm just going to take a random friend. We're not talking about you specifically. And we'll times that by a 70 kilo person is 112 grams of protein. 112 grams of protein um, doesn't really mean much in relation to your calories unless you know that in 112 grams of protein there are 448. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 448 calories. So out of your 2,000 calories a day, 448 of those are coming from protein. Now, I'm glad you asked me this one, by the way. <laughs> Sorry, jump in when you need to. But you've, you've learned it more recent than me, and you've probably explained it to clients in different ways. But yeah, yeah. Um, four, 440, and that's the, that's the main thing that you need to get towards. Just remember that in a gram of, um, of, of protein, sorry, in a, where am I going with this? It, just remember that in a 300 gram chicken breast, or that's no, probably a bit drastic, 160 to 200 grams of chicken, that is not protein, that is not all protein, only about a third of it is. So in your uh, chicken breast, um, bear in mind that only about 20 to 30 grams, if you're lucky, of that will be protein. Four servings a day would get you up there close to, close to, what, you're, uh, close to what you're aiming for. Another way of splitting it down is, I don't know if you've done this one before, so maybe I'm... Uh, I, I often talk to people about do, taking their body weight, so let's take that 70, uh, 70 kilo person, half in it, giving us 35, and aim for 35 grams of protein four times a day. So that's another way of breaking it down. You could split it up a million ways, but bear in mind that grams aren't calories. Grams in protein yeah. are four, um, there are four calories in every gram of protein, and chip that out of your calorie intake for the day. Yeah. If we're gonna answer the question as well, if you work out what protein you need per day in terms of grams, you times that by four, that's how many calories it's gonna take up in your day. So all you have to do is subtract that from your total calories. So if you need to be in 2000 calories, for example, to be in a deficit, and you take 800 calories away, then you've got 1200 calories left in the day to still be in a deficit. Yeah, exactly. So you can basically use whatever 
you want in terms of protein source. So if you're a meat eater, happy days, you're going to hit it a lot easier than if you're a vegetarian. Without or getting a, the extra calories. Yeah, or a vegan. Yeah. Um, equally, in terms of being able to keep your protein high, there's supplements. If you do struggle, obviously, I think both of us would say it's better to keep a, a natural diet first to use whole foods to yeah, get your yeah. protein macros before you use anything else. But Well, a little bit, what um, maybe what Fran's struggling with is why she asked that question, I don't know. It might be that she's if you're getting protein, even if you are getting them from meats, but your meats are red meats or fatty meats, yeah, yeah. you put that into my fitness pal and you'll see, okay, that's great. It took, took me up to a load of ca- uh, quite a high protein amount. It might give me 30, 40 grams of protein in that serving. But because it's come in with a fatty meat, it's taken the fats into account as well and it's chucked in a load of calories from fat, so you've, yeah. calories have jumped up. So leaner cuts of, leaner cuts of meat for your yeah. protein would be one way. It's very, you're not gonna get um, 30 grams of protein, or let's take it as, uh, just for numbers sake, you're not gonna get 10 grams of protein for exactly 40 calories. 10 yeah. being the, num- the grams and 40 being the calories. 10 being um, the, you know, the, the amount of protein that you want, 10 grams or 50 grams or whatever, but you can, there's gonna be calories coming in from elsewhere, fats and carbohydrates, of course. Um, and that's where people struggle. So getting lean cuts, and that's where I've always found programming for vegans and vegetarians difficult is because you, the, the percentage of protein in, a, um, in legumes and, um, and, and vegan sources of protein are, is less, less of a percentage so there's more carbohydrates coming in. So everyone goes, oh, red kidney beans, great for protein for yeah. vegans, vegetarians. But yeah, it's coming in with a shit ton of carbs as well. The quinoa the same, it's actually, um, it is a grain, you know, it's, yeah. it's not a seed. So it's coming in with other sources of uh, calories that you're gonna, but that will bump up your calories. But Fran, I think, honest, I think you should be able to hit there. I mean, I, I had a guess at the, the, the weight wise and stuff, but, um, should be able to hit 400 uh, calories from protein without going, and that's a low, that's a 1.6, you could go higher up to two grams per kilo, per kilogram, so a 70 kilo person, um, what's that, 70, 140, 140 uh, grams of protein per day, that'd be good going, tough yeah, going. Yeah, that's pretty solid. And that's when you start to have to bring down things like carbohydrates. That's when lower, uh, lower carb diets come into play is when you're having to get so many calories from protein and you still need to be in a deficit, therefore you've got to take out some carbs, not because of keto. <laughs> I was just gonna say, so what we're saying is, Frank, go keto. <laughs> keto is the way don't forward. don't bother with that. Um, <laughs> I hope that covered it in a roundabout sort of way. I think it did. And the other one we got was, uh, yeah, tell me, training 45 minutes or 60 minutes is one just as effective as the other. Um, one will be 15 minutes longer <laughs> one's 15 minutes longer than um, the other therefore depending on how hard you train would determine how many more calories you burn in that 15 minutes <laughs> yeah um, if you're working particularly hard in the 45 minutes and then you sit down and read a book for 15 it probably won't make a difference no exactly if you're working I know the, the person hour, that's asked this question yeah, and should be um, yeah should be shouting her head off for you giving <laughs> such a fucking simple answer but true it's like it is Carol, is. Carol if uh, you do listen to these then uh, 100% it is just a longer duration of, um, of calorie burning. It's really all it is. And actually, if you're going to split it down, intensity is probably the more important portion of that. Yeah. Um, great, we like to talk about doing stuff that you love, doing stuff that you like, doing st- but also you want bang for your buck in a 
in a, a training session. So if you're going to train properly and intensely, you train with me before, so for 45 minutes rather than um, you know namby pamby stuff for an hour, yeah. definitely the 45 minutes would win. Again, I normally train between 45 minutes and an hour. Me too. And yeah. the difference between calories burned is pretty minimal, depending on what I'm doing. So yep. again, as long as you're working hard in that time period, you should be sweeter than that. Yeah, exactly. And a question from Sam Radford, who has got his own podcast called uh, Progress Over <laughs> Progress Over Perfection. I'm pretty sure that's right. So don't that sorry if it's wrong, Sam. Um, but yeah, good question. Uh, newly qualified as a PT, I think as well. I'm not sure whether he's um, going into it as a career or just doing it uh, for his own knowledge. I know he's lost a lot of weight since we were at school. Looking good, Sam. Um, when working with clients with little to no understanding of calorie goals or consumption, etc., when advising them to track meals, do you try and steer them away from this, I'm assuming you mean tracking, as a long-term strategy, or get them to use it as a tool along with increased need? Intuitive eating seems to be more prevalent, yeah, it's all the rage at the moment, but for some, me being one, you Sam, uh, I think it would be very hard to manage your own food listening to hunger cues um i would well first of all it's shown in studies that uh, the more effective way to diet is with non-tracking methods so not um not uh, putting everything into my fitness pal and not uh, weighing all your food it, it's the, the a non-tracking method so a tracking method would be obviously tracking your protein uh, putting everything into my fitness pal weighing your food a non-tracking method would be class um uh, intermittent fasting would be classed as a non non-tracking method because you're not having to track anything you're just having to not eat for a portion of the day um and that way i think the reason that's so much more effective is you're changing habits rather than um knocking a square peg into a round hole which is what I feel people are doing when they're getting my fitness pal out at every meal every snack and every cup of tea that they have um, so it, it is most definitely from a science back perspective the non-tracking methods are more effective so to name a few other non-tracking methods um, keto wouldn't come in as a non-tracking method because um, you do have to keep a, an eye on uh, carbohydrates fats and proteins um, I, I suppose cutting out a food, so cutting out sugar as a, you know, that's all the rage in January, um, would be a non-tracking method because you've not got to track anything, you've just got to cut sugar out. Um, there are numerous things I can't think of anymore off the top of my head. Intermittent fasting just springs to mind because it is the one that I'd use myself. Um, and even that, in a, from a non-tracking -tra perspective, you're you still, there is tracking involved. If it's not working, you have to go to tracking. Would you give this to someone who's new to all of this, would you say? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Over-tracking stuff? Um, yeah. It, depending on the person, because the tool's not always going to fit everyone, but, um, good question, if someone's new, um, if someone's new, the one thing I want them to know is that any, everything that works works because if everything works if anything works for fat loss if anything works for weight loss it's worked because you've cut calories out of your diet if they understand yeah. that then they'll understand that um keto might work for them intermittent fasting might work for them not eating carbs after 6 p.m might work for them but if it's worked for them it's not because there's anything nasty about carbs keto or carbs after 6 p.m or um it's any of those response. things 
Sorry? Your insulin, insulin response. response. Nothing like that. It's worked because you've cut calories down. So Sam, um, what did Sam ask? <laughs> um, uh, what what would I get them to do long term strategy? I would say that now that that, that my fitness pal the tracking stuff isn't long term, that the um, it is a tool that you'd throw in now and again. The the best thing about I can remember the first time I tracked and it wasn't that long ago, about maybe three years ago. The first time I properly tracked nutrition, um, and I was weighing stuff. I was weighing chicken breast before I cooked it. I was weighing rice before I threw it in there. I was even weighing, and I wouldn't now anymore, not with the kind of people that I work with, but I was even weighing um, oils and stuff that I cooked with. Um, the best thing that it did for me was, like we mentioned earlier with Adam's getting your meals delivered, was resetting. I mean, you know what a portion, what you're having beef in those things and chicken yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know what a portion should look like. You yeah. know what the palm of your hand in protein looks like now. You know what the, a fist clump of, um, of carbohydrates looks like now. That's what it did for me. I got so good at tracking food. I could scoop out, um, I, could, I could cut a piece of chicken to within 10 grams of, the, the, of what was desired. I remember at the time I was, a portion of meat for me five times a day was 160 grams. And this is obsessive, guys. It was not needed. Um, I won't mention the coach or the, 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 the brand of coaches that the guy came from, but... I, it just wasn't needed for where I was at the time. I got quick results from it, but unsustainable. It lasted eight to ten weeks, you know. Um, How long you, did it take you to get to that point, though? To it, what point? To being able to look at something and be like, this oh, actually... um, inside two weeks. Okay. I'd really think it just really helps people reset, you know, when, especially with this, like, Jamie Oliver, Nigella Lawson, what's her name? The cokehead. The hot one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just call it Nigella, she, people will Nigella, know. Yeah, yeah. She, she, you know, that sort of laxy daisy way of cooking is great, but, um, and Joe Wicks for another name is, you throw in, he, he was throwing on coconut oil and uh, olive oil and stuff on, on salads and cooking with it like it didn't count, it fucking mm. counts, like, I remember the first, I opened the, the email and he was like, I was ready to go, I was like, right, uh, um, what was I having for breakfast? I think I was, at the time I was having like salmon and spinach for breakfast and I'd usually just blanch my, um, spinach without any without any oil in it and he was like 10 grams 10 grams of oil now it counts because it counts because he was a big big into his macro guys are very specific and he yeah, you yeah. know and um grand and it but it got me to do it and like i said a little bit like with this program i'm doing weight wise at the minute sorry to jump around but if the program says 70 percent, for example 70 percent of a one rep max today worked out <laughs> i've got to tell you the number now um, was, kilos. <laughs> was 71 kilos so I put that one kilo on the bar yeah. because I'd been told to put that one kilo on the bar so if James listens to this he'll uh, be chuffed to bits there that I didn't miss out on that one kilo um, and that's the same when something's in front of me nutrition wise I'll do it I prefer that and Sam that might be the thing you're talking about with clients like you know if they're told um, 508 grams of protein per day then um, oh, sorry 508 calories from protein per day they might put that 8 calories in they, they might yeah. put that extra 2 grams of protein into their diet for that day and it not that that extra 2 grams of protein does shit for you I think I mentioned it in last time's podcast but if it increases endurance adherence it is worth yeah. doing do you know what I mean I think as well just to say like 
to start with with a new client as well I think it is a bit suck it and see for a while and you need to <laughs> yeah. be able to yeah suck it and see and, and, you know that's the extra that I charge for the client <laughs> it's on Adam's extra <laughs> DM me for this <laughs> um, sometimes you can say to someone do that you could be like right I want you to track what you want to do for two weeks and they'll do sweet fuck all yeah and then you're yeah. like right this doesn't work so then maybe give them the intermittent fast for two weeks and say right I want you to eat between the hours of 8am and 4pm yeah. and see how it works are they actually losing weight if they're not try something else do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've got to try that. and find well, it. Is, it that is they, that. 100% yeah. that. It's one of the things that they adhere to as well. Because you, like you say, you and I, and you know, maybe Sam as well, I don't know him, are more likely to do it if someone says, right, you need to eat 250 grams of protein a day. And be like, right, sound. Yeah. Because we understand the value of it. Where maybe certain people don't. And yeah. then, you know, it takes time to educate people and actually get them around to the. the that's right one thinking. thing that's vital is giving people a. Re- I think my clients, or maybe the people that. Um, uh, come towards me as a trainer is I've always found that they're, my clients are more um, responsive to protocols when I've told them why we're doing it. Yeah. So if I've said, if I've given them the importance of protein the, uh, and how vital it is, then they do it. If I give them the importance of a calorie deficit, then they'll follow it 100%. And it, it, that, you know, the same goes for a bunch of other stuff that, you know, it just increases that adherence and I'm sorry to say it to a newly qualified trainer but what we need to do training wise and nutrition wise is so so basic it is so basic I could teach it you in a weekend kind of Um, what we can what we how to get people to do those very very basic things is what takes years of experience is what takes um, you know a a, a brain that's the bit that you know knowing knowing people is much more important than knowing exercises. Yeah, exactly uh, no, right. Having someone come to you, I can see it a mile off now, can think of a dozen clients in the last two years that have been um, businessmen. I know that they'll, and they, they want Tim tell me what to eat. And I, when I say tell me what to eat, I tell them what to eat and they eat it and they come to me six yeah. weeks later and they'll be like, I've only ate what you told me to eat and nothing else for the last six weeks. I'm like, wow, that is good because that's who they are. <laughs> They're the... They're the, you know, I guarantee you a great client would be the likes of Zuckerberg and those high flyers because they are, they don't give a shit. They don't care about the taste of their food. They don't care about what they're doing in the gym. It's the mindset and they just want to get their workout done so they can be healthier, maybe sleep better and do their job as a whatever, lawyer, whatever they are. And and that's, that's... Plus arms and abs. Plus arms and abs, yeah. And you know what? Even again, it comes down why they're training. Why have they got fat? Because they've not yeah. done anything since uni, whatever. So Sam, I hope we've, I think we've roundabout covered what so, what you talked about. So I think that's a good one as well. Learn your client, understand what their why is, and then yeah, it's yeah, going to make everything yeah. a lot easier. Oh, you did mention intuitive eating. I think intuitive eating's. A, 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 oh yeah. A, 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 and you know, you talked about hunger um, and hunger, and knowing it. I think it is do, done quite quickly with um, like intermittent fasting will teach you hunger quite quickly. Tracking your food, having food delivered like Adam we talked about, that's been good this, this episode, um, is, yeah, it will teach you what hunger is. And, yeah. you know, are you hungry when there's a cookie on, a, on your 
plate on your coffee next to your coffee no well don't eat it then you're not hungry yeah. don't have it and it's 50 calories but four times a day that might eat eat away yeah, your yeah. deficit considerably I said this the other week as well literally about being conscientious when you are eating of I'm hungry now I've eaten let it sit and digest and be like before exactly yeah 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 yeah. and equally there's nothing wrong with being hungry (laughs) nothing wrong with being hungry you're not going to die yeah especially if you're overweight if you're hungry yeah i bet i think trainers are probably pretty um pretty guilty of it as well it's like you see people see trainers eat a lot losing our gains (laughs) this that and the other it's bullshit like you're not going to melt because you miss a meal you're, no. I mean, if you look at the, the amount of protein required to sustain versus build muscle, it's considerably less. Like, I think it's, I think they come down as, as, as low as two portions a day. So that pulsing thing that people talk about when it comes to eating protein, eating every three hours and so, is very, very next to no benefit over just being in a calorie deficit, getting your minimum protein. Yeah. Uh, we'll go on to Rooty's questions we're 33 minutes in I think I've got to chop a few minutes out so I reckon we'll come inside 45 with these so intermittent fast, intermittent fasting refresh how does it work Rooty it works because you are you eat fewer calories than you require um, it got a lot of hype over um, resetting um, resetting hunger signals which we just talked about um, keeps your metabolism high keeps yeah and your sensitivity to this that and the other nonsense um, I think there was even I once had a client tell me how good it was for um, um, prevention of cancer or something like that it might not have been prevention it might have even been cure I don't fucking know but I basically said look that's, that's out of saying. my remit <laughs> I and yours yeah exactly <laughs> yeah anyway um, so it works if you lose weight on it it works for people that We've covered this in in episodes before, but it works for people that don't um, overeat in a single meal. I think you probably find me and Adam can squeeze a thousand calories into a meal. So even if you cut us down to a two-hour eating window, if we eat at the beginning of that two-hour eating window, we can be hungry again two hours later and do that fifteen hundred calories in each, and we're all of a sudden that deficit's gone. If you eat like a sparrow, sad story that. Yeah, it is. (laughs) If you eat like a sparrow and um, you, you've cut by fasting for 16 hours a day you've taken at least three of those sparrow sized meals out of it you can still only eat for a sparrow like a sparrow for your eight hours that cuts down considerably how many calories you can intake in your eating in your day in your whole day yeah. generally like for quite a broad tra- statement as well generally it will take one main meal out of someone's day Either exactly breakfast or dinner yeah. so you'll lose three, four, five hundred calories and if you look at the Gosh. timings that people often give us um, intermittent fasting is it's don't eat till 2pm or something like that yeah. the nutrient value of someone's breakfast the amount of thought they've put into it is negligible yeah. they they trip over it they barely know that they've done it it's probably cornflakes and orange juice for most people unless it's bar if you're busy on the yeah day. exactly a cost of croissant or something it's a it's a bullshit meal that people generally don't get anything from other than because they've been told that it's a, a, the most important meal of the day in inverted yeah. commas. What a nonsense! And um, you can still have water and black coffee in the time you've been not. You can, eating yeah. As well. um, green tea, Coke Zero. They're um, a winner. They're yeah, an absolute yeah. game changer. Um, how do I know the calories in my meal uh, if it's not mentioned on the recipe? Then you're going to have to track it. If you cook it. Um, 
well, if it's not re if it's not mentioned, then I'm assuming you're cooking it yourself. You're gonna have to weigh. If you weigh, put it into My Fitness Pal or any of the other apps, and uh, you can you can easily find out how many calories are in anything. Um, if you're eating out and you don't know it, stop eating out. Yeah, that's true. I, I suppose that is a meal that you wouldn't know the calories of. It's something that you're eating out. Um, similar to, in this next question to what we talked about with Fran, getting protein as a as a uh, with a near vegetarian diet. Um, if you're near vegetarian, I'm assuming that means you're not vegetarian. Which I say you could just don't do. want to say it. What one? Pescatarian. Or oh, what's that one? When you eat fish, but. Oh right, my dad's one of them then, so he eats fish but no meat. Um, it just doesn't like to taste of meat, I think. Um, but you could always, if you, it's obviously not a moral obligation, therefore. So I'd, uh, I'd recommend throwing in as much. Um, if it is even if slightly moral, then throw in some, uh, uh, some more, some meats and fish that are more friendly sourced. What they call it when it's sourced, uh, or, uh, not organically, but. Uh, more f uh, friendly to the environment sources of protein free range if, free range or w whatever it is um, I'd just I'd like to just hunt elk <laughs> with a bow and arrow once a year and that's me for the year just to eat you elk. are becoming Joe Rogan aren't you yeah podcasting and uh, bow and arrow <laughs> shooting um, pumpkin seeds as well apparently for the vegans oh, most, really? bang, most bang for your buck in protein terms of protein wise. to everything else yeah really that's top tip protein yeah, knowledge bomb at Three thirty-seven minutes into the podcast. Kept up your eardrums, listeners. Um, <laughs> eating after workout, okay? Yes, yes, yeah. Most not only okay, but pretty much essential. Um, not not essential because that's a, a, a bit of a myth that's been beaten for a while yeah. as well. But if you eat, it's optimal to get two to get a serving of protein in within two hours of training. Um, and the reason, like I keep coming back to, and probably disappointing a lot of people with, is but if if a protein shake after your workout or a meal after your workout means it becomes a habit and you don't forget to do it in that case, then that's the reason to eat after after your workout. Not because it's magical, magically sucked into your the muscles that you've just trained. Yeah. That's not what happens. What happens is it provides you with recovery. Yes, they prove that it needs to be ideally within a couple of hours, but those guys that are inhaling the protein shake whilst they're leaving the gym, although I actually do that, yeah, I, it's, do. I do it because it's habit, not because uh, I won't forget, I might be going somewhere where it's not available, it's available at the gym, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, eat after a workout, and eat before a workout, if while we're on like peri-workout peri nutrition, or around your workout nutrition. Um, yeah, uh, eating before a workout is pretty important as well. There's talk of fasted this and fasted the other. I wouldn't fuss too much about either of those because, again, if eating enables you to train harder, um, then it's it's definitely worth doing over not doing for sure. Agreed. Yeah, but I, 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 on that guy's program that's obsessive, I'm aiming for 45 minutes, so we've got another five minutes or so. Yeah. Um, that, that was obsessive but worked for me at the time. Um, the only carbs I had in a day and I think it's not a bad rule to stick by although it's not magic again like I keep saying it was um, 50 grams before a workout 50 grams 70 grams of carbohydrates before yeah. similar afterwards and um, then there was in my evening meal so I pushed a bunch, bunch of carbs to the back of my day uh, I think I was on about 250 grams of carbs in total but it's not a bad little rule to live by if it's almost like, we talked to Sam, um, it's almost a non-tracking way 
of tracking. It's like yeah. you're not having to um, put everything to my fitness pal, but if you know that your breakfast is uh, has no carbs in it, not magic, just works for some people because it fits into their day, you put some carbs in before, carbs in afterwards, carbs in, in the evening, and that way you're gonna keep your carb intake around where it needs to be if you've got a better idea of portion sizes. Um, yeah, so that, that's another that's another thing you can do. Um, I thinking about that coach that that gave me that, and it worked for me. So I'm not going to knock it. It just it just wasn't sustainable for me. If you're a, the type personality type that can bang away at a be like a robot for 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 16 weeks, 20 weeks, and and, and longer, then it, it it might be for you. But for me, I I asked if my post workout carbs could be pancakes. He said, nah, stay away from it. I mean... Why are they delicious? Exactly. <laughs> it was, if, imagine if... I might, have stuck for it to, I might have stuck to it for a lot longer had I had pancakes after my workout. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's just work with what, what is working for you. And like Adam said earlier, everyone's a different... Is, is different, so the tools that work for them will be different. Um, but physiologically, you're not a special snowflake. You're, no. you're you. You're human by person your brain is what changes how effective these things are for you and that's down to habits yeah exactly uh, any stupid questions oh we've got stupid things on the internet oh god that's someone else's podcasting isn't it that's uh, the push pull legs thing so I might uh, have to uh, edit that out but well, there are a lot of stupid things on the internet uh, the keto thing you sent me was it Madonna's uh, J-Lo's J-Lo yeah great headline J-Lo looks visibly thinner around the waist after just five days of a no sugar diet. Um, and it was a guy that smashed it. As His post was brilliant that he put up. It was basically, yeah, Jennifer Lopez, 49, appears to already have a smaller waistline during uh, day five of her no sugar, no carb diet as she heads to meeting with a rod. Huh? Anyway, um, the guy on Instagram, IIFY Macademy, IIF. Yeah, if it's it your macros. macros Academy. Good, uh, so, good, good name. Yeah, well. I like it. Um, I put up there basically, yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, what if you want to look like her? Then train and be consistent because I'm sure she does and she's probably had a fair bit of work done. Um, what's wrong with no sugar, no carbs? Nothing's wrong with it, but it's not needed, not essential, and I can't imagine that many people that enjoy that diet. No. Um, <laughs> how do I look like her then? Well, you're gonna have to. You're not gonna look like anyone else ever. So just deal with it. That's a big one, isn't it? Just be the best version of yourself. Yeah, you're like, gonna only ever look like you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can look like Jello, fair play. But I wouldn't worry about it too much. Just no. Forty nine as well. Looking the good. Herbalife was a good one as well. The what one? The Herbalife guy. Oh man, yeah, that was the better one. Saw, you saw, an, me, saw yeah. another one today. Same guy. His page is just full of people. So we had a Herbalife coach. You was legit. that? Where did you say? Yeah, you you had a Herbalife fat loss naturally. Yeah. Um, Herbalife using Cristiano Ronaldo as their poster boy. Which is nonsense. Um, all right, you know, he's just he's in cracking shape, Cristiano, you know, Ronaldo. Yeah. But he plays football for a living. He is the elite <laughs> athlete of. Yeah. Elite athletes. Like Exactly. I don't think Herbalife is doing fuck all for him. Which is it's a pyramid scheme, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you know, Herbalife is nonsense and I don't think 
um, that you're ever going to be getting in great shape by doing Herbalife at all. You might drop a shit ton of weight on it. It's not necessarily. It's not necessary to do. There are other ways to lose weight. Um, I, I, there's, I've seen people much smarter than me pull Herbalife apart very, very methodically. Yeah. I didn't. Once they told me that it was bullshit, I just was like, I'll stay away from that then. Um, you know, I've, I know coaches that would that could have sold out probably for hundreds of thousands um, to, to the likes of Herbalife. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Juice Plus and those sort of things, and just have chose not to and pr- pursue um, pushing healthy, good quality food. Um, you know, good solid nutrition rather yeah. than uh, rather than nonsense like that. Um, yeah, but putting Cristiano Ronaldo on the on the cover of your fat loss journey. It's I mean, he's almost. I, I. You can't put him up. Like he's not your client. No. You put another one on today of this uh, Indian cricketer who was like so and so follows uh, Herbalife so I've looked on this cricketer's Instagram page nothing yeah not no, one post not. about Herbalife they're pushing their like, look like oh, as well like oh. really pushing their look they nearly got um, they nearly got uh, sued to the point of crippling them about four or five years ago I think um, it's literally like us putting up a post of Arnold Schwarzenegger saying he endorses Body Project yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how you won the Olympia yeah. in 1970 <laughs> yeah exactly actually I might do that it's quite good <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Right, guys. Uh, that was the Lifting Weights and Hangover Shakes podcast from me, Tim College. And me, Adam Nightingale. We're out. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?